Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. In this episode, Joshua talks all about the body, what the body is really trying to do, how it is here to serve you, how you can improve and enhance your body, how you can recover from any illness or any chronic situation that's going on, what's the cause of those situations, and how to get to the point where you can create the best outcome for you. It's a very interesting episode. There's a lot to it. Uh, it's mostly concerning this topic of this zero choice point. When you get to the zero choice point, then that's where you receive the inspiration that will lead you to the best possible outcome that's aligned with who you truly are. So it's very interesting here. And in this episode, there's a lot of great questions about the body and why things are happening and all that. So uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy this one. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to this podcast. If you'd like to join our next course, the alignment course starts in a couple of weeks. Check it out at theteachingsofjoshua.com. Uh, make sure you share this podcast with your friends and maybe leave a review or comment. We love everything you do to support this podcast and appreciate all of that. So let's get ready for this episode and we'll see you on the flip side. We are thrilled to be here. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. We'd like to talk to you a little bit about your body. You have to understand that well-being is flowing to you. It's flowing in the form of love from source through you, through your body, into an expression that you emit through your vibration, through your words and actions and thoughts, into your reality. Your body is not separate from you. Your body is the vehicle that allows you to move around this time-space reality. Your body is here to support you in every way. Every cell in your body is an extension of that love of source and part of you as well. Every cell in your body has a purpose and a meaning and a reason for being here. Of course, for them, it's expansion as well, but they're here in service of you. And so when you are going with the flow, when you're living in ease and alignment, when you're perceiving your reality in truth, your body is receiving the well-being and supporting you in that. When you're in fear, when you're perceiving that things are wrong or bad, when you're holding on to some resistance, some limitation, when you're not on your journey of self-discovery, instead you're poking around at the inauthentic version of you, wishing things were different, pretending that you're a victim, well, your body will work with you to alert you to the fact that you are indeed the creator of your reality. You are not the victim. You never were the victim. You cannot be the victim, but you can perceive that you're a victim and you can play around with that idea as much as you like. But since you intended to come on this journey of self-discovery to discover more of who you truly are, to discover that you are the creator of your reality, to discover that you have infinite potential and power, and that you are here to express love to your reality, which is you, as you allow source to flow through you. And when you allow source to flow through you, your cells, your body thrives. And when you are holding off that energy of source through any resistance, well, you're building up a little bit of internal conflict and the cells of your body might form in such a way that will alert you to the fact that you are living in limitation. This is commonly what's referred to as a chronic condition or as some resistant aspect of not feeling good, not being able to have as much energy as you're used to having, not sleeping well from your perspective, not getting enough rest, not having that vigor and vitality for life. It all starts with the resistant thought. There's something in your vibration, some mental construct, that's causing you to perceive that something in the outside conditions is wrong or bad. 
you receive that thought based on the vibration you're offering. So the thought can offer you possibly a new perspective if you choose it. But often you resist that thought and you say, yes, it is still wrong. It's still bad. I still don't want it. I still don't prefer it. I still think it's no good. I don't want that to happen to me. And in that, you're perceiving yourself as a victim. If you're not identifying or paying attention or processing these limiting thoughts, well, they form into manifestation events and an actual occurrence will happen in your reality that will allow you the opportunity to see that there is a limiting belief underlying your negative emotion that's being triggered by the outside conditions. You're still perceiving that your outside conditions can make you feel something when in fact it cannot. You can choose your perspective on anything, but in this case, as the victim, you're choosing the limited perspective and perceiving that something wrong is happening or could happen or happened in the past. It's resistance and it's, it's preventing you from moving along your journey of self-discovery. So until you process that resistance, you are going to be exploring the inauthentic version of you and living a life of effort and struggle and dissatisfaction and discord within that perception of that aspect of your reality. That discord then will manifest itself into bigger and stronger and more obvious manifestation events, hopefully with the intention that you will understand that underlying limiting belief and then process that limiting belief and prove to yourself it's not true. If you do this work, then you will notice that manifestation events come less often because you're noticing them at the thought stage. The limitations are there at the thought stage. They don't have to form into actual events in your reality. But of course, if you keep ignoring these manifestation events and continue to perceive yourself as a victim and continue to blame others and continue to wish things were different and continue to try and control and effort and struggle your way through life, well, the final stop on that will be your body. Your body will present conditions to you because you cannot ignore your body. You might feel aches and pains and uneasiness or whatever, some chronic condition might pop up, and this is all to help you expose illuminate, uncover limiting beliefs. It's no different than the resistant thought. It's no different than the manifestation event. It's simply the next step, the most obvious step, because it is in your body and you care about this body and you can really feel the body. Underlying it all is well-being. So what's happening is that you're preventing the well-being from flowing through this resistance that you're offering. Now, each cell in your body is experiencing physical reality on their own terms as well and is gaining benefit in expansion and, and this experience of physical reality. But it's a more limited or more narrow form of consciousness. The vibration within each cell of your body is vibrating love and vibrating assistance to you. Its first and foremost intention is to serve you in any way that it can. It serves you in pure health when you are giving off no resistance. And it, and it serves you in moving around in such a way and forming in such a way that it will trigger physical conditions when you're in resistance. There's no need to argue with the body or no need to blame it or no need to wish it was different because this would be the practice of the victim. Instead, if you could identify what is happening, where the resistance is in your life, and acknowledge and be grateful and appreciate those cells of your body for doing what they've come to do, which is to support you in every way. If you had this perspective of absolute love that's coming from the cells to you in service of your journey of self-discovery, well, then you can ease up on any of the discomfort and pain that you feel, and you could 
take away your attention from what is wrong in the body and look more deeply at what's going on in your thought process, what's going on in your mental construct, where are those limiting beliefs coming from, what's triggering them, and why are they there? When you get to a state of ease, a state of acceptance, to that zero choice point, it'll never matter what's happening in your body. You've heard stories of miraculous recoveries, of instant recoveries, of people who have had serious illness and have somehow brought on health through no medical intervention. These are the examples that are there in your reality that you can look at. What's happening is that the entire system of the body is working within the set of beliefs that you have. And so if you choose to believe that a medical in intervention will aid you, then what's really happening is that medical intervention is working with the auric system or the flow of energy that is your body. And your cells are aligning because you're looking at things differently. Maybe you're taking things less seriously because now this medical condition is impacting you in a way that is shaking up your life. And the things you cared about that you were so worried about now seem inconsequential compared to what's going on in your body. If you surrender to this, then you can allow the cells of your body and your auric field to regenerate back to perfect health if that's within your belief system. You might have a belief system that acupuncture could help or Reiki could help or exercise could help or eating right could help or whatever it is. But when you fear something because you primarily believe that you have no true control over the body, no true control over the trajectory of your life, and you're in great fear of the death experience, well, then you'll be looking around in fear for solutions to whatever's going on in your body. And since that is based in fear, it will never really catapult you to the health that you desire. In fact, your desire for health is in your perception that you lack health now. Your desire for health is in the perception that your body's imperfect as it is now. And of course, all this is based in fear, based in the victim perceiving that things could improve, that things are wrong now, that they lack things, that they have no way of enhancing this without some form of intervention from outside. Again, this is the victim who perceives that outside conditions, i.e. medical intervention, Reiki, even vibrational intervention, is something that's happening outside of them. And in fact, it's always happening within. It's always happening within this framework of being in alignment or being out of alignment. You can't cure anything that's out of alignment because the reason the body is acting in a way to alert you, it's alerting you to the state of being out of alignment. If you have a great fear of death because you perceive that death is the end and death is the most unwanted thing, then you're gonna have difficulty understanding that you are actually an eternal being. And that as an eternal being, you have access to all the energies of the universe and all the love that's flowing from source. You will try to protect yourself from any condition that could arise to harm the body or bring on death. If you aren't aware that there is no death and that no one has ever experienced a death experience, only a transitional experience, well, then you will be urged to do things to control or prevent this experience from happening. 
You also do things to control or prevent that from happening in other people's lives as well. And so all these things are urges based in fear that will never bring you the health that you desire or the clarity that you desire or the well-being that you desire or the vitality that you desire. When you compare yourself, your body, to previous versions of you, then you're discounting your trajectory and the flow of this time-space reality that changes you from every former aspect or every former form that your body took. And so the body that you had at two years old is not the body you want now. The body you had at 10 years old is not the body you want now. But you might say the body that you had at 20 years old or 30 years old was superior to the body that you have now because of this, that, and the other thing. And of course, that's still looking at it from a limited perspective. As you age, you go through transitional periods where you have access to more experience in a, in a different way. And this adds to the overall experience of your life. So we want to point out to you that every time of your life, every shape of your body, every condition that existed at any point in your life was perfect for you at that point. Your body is perfect for you at this point. Your experience of life is perfect for you at this point. Your circle of friends and your relationships, they're all perfect for you at this point in your life. Everything has always been perfect. Everything is perfect now and everything will continue to be perfect. But if you fear what seems to be happening to other people as they age, well, then you're just going to carry that resistance with you. And your body has to conform to this mental construct that you're choosing to believe is true. But what if it was never true? What if it was only the correlation of people's mental constructs serving them because they're not quite on their journey of self-discovery? And all these things that are happening to other people that you see all around you are only happening so that they can be guided back lovingly to their journey of self-discovery. Some will change their ways. Some will see what's truly important in life. Some will drop that mental construct that has been fostered on them from others who are living in fear, and they will adopt new and more beneficial belief systems. That's wonderful. You can all do that now. You have access to a mental construct in this new approach to life where you are the creator of your reality. Therefore, everything you are creating in your reality, no matter the condition, no matter how you judge it, is always for your benefit. If you can see that benefit, then you can work with the system that's always been in place to enhance every aspect of your reality, including your body. You can possibly look younger. You can possibly reverse the aging process. You can cure any ailment. It's all possible if you will alter that mental construct from a highly limited way to a far more empowering way. This is your creation. This body, this life, these relationships, it's all your creation. You can enhance all of it through the expression of love and allow source flowing through you. Can you imagine the power of source fully flowing through you at every moment without any doubt and fear and worry and, and contemplation of what's right or wrong, just allowing it to flow through you in pure neutrality, knowing that you are perfect in every moment. If you could do that, then all the cells of your body would receive full well-being and would act appropriately to support you on your journey of self-discovery. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? I would like, I like to it. make a question. Isabel. Hi. Um, so what you explained, it just happened to me uh, a few months ago and with my body. So now that I'm feeling very good physically, 
um, I'm keeping my work and um, of course, I don't want to go back to my construct, mental construct, which the illness kind of hit a wall and make me, you know, shift very fast. So in doing this work and going back and, and understanding more the deep fears and limited beliefs, I encountered one that I was surprised not to have, or I think I don't have. So I wanted to ask if I'm, I'm tricking myself and thinking that I don't have this or actually I don't, or it is possible for people not to have it. So, so the fear that I, I surprised is about death. So when I was like 16, 17 years old, I was in a situation where a bomb explosion happened very close to where I was. And so in this event, I thought I was going to die. And the fear that was huge was immense. And, and I, I perceived everything in my reality and my brain. And was just like every second, it was unbelievable. But the fear of death was huge. So last year, when I encountered an illness and I have to go to the ER, and I was with all the thing and the people running and all the thing. So now when I realized I never have fear of death. So I'm I'm, it's not a problem, but I'm curious to see if actually I'm kind of aligned myself or really I could have experienced something and, and there was other fears, but not fear of that. I was never encounter. And so I, I want your opinion. Thank you. Well, we'll have to say that the fear of death is inherent within every physical being. It's part of the survival mechanism. It's been carried forth not only through past lives, but has been ingrained in you in this life. Your parents have wanted you to keep safe. Your society wants you to keep safe. Your friends want you to keep safe. They fear losing you. The fear of loss is great. How they would feel if they lost you. And of course, they're not perceiving that there is anything other than what is in this reality because there is no examples of that. You don't know exactly what happens when you transition to the non-physical. You can hear countless stories from those who've had near-death experiences and note that they all feel a loss or the absence of fear of death because they've gone through an experience. Some have had experiences through psychedelics where they understand that there is something far more greater going on here. But yeah, you can't know for sure. And so the limiting belief about death will always be with you at some extent, but it's either going to be intense or less intense. You can make it less intense by paying attention to these teachings, by having experiences of yourself, of your own self, and by listening or watching those who've had near-death experiences or reading about those incredible numbers of examples of what's happening on the other side or what's happening in the non-physical. And so this can ease your fear of death. Now, your fear of death is sometimes limiting and sometimes it's inconsequential. On your journey of self-discovery, to move along that inspired path to discover who you are, there'll be times when you'll receive inspiration. And if you have a limiting belief or a fear, you will juxtapose it against what that inspiration is asking you to do. And so if you're asked to do something that could lead to the potential of physical harm and you have a great fear of death, then you will not act on that inspiration. But if you're not needing to do anything dangerous or, or risky, then the fear of death isn't that limiting. And so you can say, okay, 
I intellectually understand that there is a physical realm that I am perceiving with my physical senses, and there's a non-physical realm that I intuitively understand, and yet I have no proof of it or no actual evidence that this exists. But I also have no evidence that nothingness exists either. And so it's up in the air. But if I am inspired to do this thing, I can reconcile my limiting belief in that area, whatever that area is, and if it's death, you can reconcile that, okay, I'm inspired to go to this foreign country and to do this thing, and yet others are telling me that it's dangerous and I shouldn't travel there. But what is the inspiration coming from? Where is that coming from? Where is the inspiration to go to this country coming from? It's coming from my aligned state in love. Now, since I am receiving this inspired idea based in love that aligns with who I truly am, I can have confidence that this will always lead to my higher good because all inspired ideas lead to your highest good and the highest good of all involved. You don't know what that highest good is, but whatever it is, once you have that experience, you'll understand what the highest good is. After a bit of time goes by, you'll understand what that highest good is. If you can look back on any previous event in your life, you can see what the highest good was anytime you act on inspiration. Conversely, if you act on an urge to try to mitigate some fear or escape a fear or move around a fear, and you do something trying to control the conditions, you can look back and say, oh yeah, that wasn't really for my highest good. That was more of an investigation of the inauthentic me living in fear. So if you have a faith that when you receive inspiration, that whatever limiting belief that is still resonant within your being will present itself in the fear. So do you have a fear of death? Well, you can sit there in your chair in this present moment and say, intellectually, no, I understand intellectually that there is no death. It's only life after life after life after life. It's only moving from this focus on what's physical to a focus on my non-physical home. And then from that non-physical vantage point, I'll be in connection with all my friends who remain in physical reality, plus all my friends who remain in the non-physical. And you could even say that through the experiences that you've had and through other people's experiences and near-death experiences, that the non-physical actually is something pleasant. So can you push past the fear of death to do that which you're inspired to do? If you can, then the fear of death is not limiting. doesn't matter if you still have it. As long as it doesn't limit you from acting on inspiration, doesn't matter. You do not need to remove that limiting belief altogether. And in fact, you cannot remove any limiting belief because once you've attracted a limiting belief, it's with you in some form. All you're doing is raising or lowering the intensity of that belief so that when you receive inspiration, you can push past it. You will notice that those who are daredevils, those who jump out of airplanes and bungee jump and climb mountains and rock climb and all these other adventurous things have all somehow made it possible for them to push past their fear of death. There are others who say, oh no, there's sharks in the water. I'll never go surfing. I'll never even go swimming. I'll never even touch my, touch my toes in the ocean. And they haven't been able to reconcile their irrational fear of sharks. There are those who will not fly in an airplane because they haven't been able to reconcile their irrational fear of crashing in an airplane. That's limiting. And their inability to reconcile their limiting beliefs around those things is simply limiting. It limits what they can do. 
On your journey of self-discovery, you'll be inspired to do many things. You will not do most of them because the limiting beliefs underlying or that pop up when an inspired idea is brought to mind will be too intense. So the process that we've brought forth is to look at these limiting beliefs when you have a manifestation event. Now, how often are you going to have a manifestation around death? Possibly like you did with the bomb going off. You can look at that event and you could say, well, I wasn't in any harm the entire time. Maybe other people were, but they were investigating this aspect of physical reality that cannot be investigated in the non-physical realm. So they were there to have that experience. My experience was a proximity to possible death. That was very obvious. And every limiting belief that you have about death, all of them together from all the past lives and from this life, were triggered in that moment and you felt intense fear. Mm-hmm. Now, that could have made you want to be more safe, seek more security, move to some other place, get out of that place, condemn those who set the bomb off, want a different government, want a different society. And that would launch you on this trajectory that would be confronted with trying to change and control all these things. And maybe once you realize that there was no possibility to control any of these things, that you were simply in that space because you had the vibration that needed that experience, so you actually put yourself in that space, but far enough away that there was no permanent injury or death, that you could go on this trajectory then realize, no, I put myself in that space. I needed that experience. That experience helped me get here. So that experience was good. Now that I'm here, I can see that whole thing from a higher perspective. And so if death is to come, then that is the death that I chose every single time, perfectly in every way. I need not to worry about that. Sure, it's going to be in the back of my mind because these limiting beliefs are somewhere in there. But as long as they're not limiting, I don't need to worry about it. At some point, I will be done with this experience and I'll want to return to the non-physical to gain the benefit of the expansion that came from this experience. So when I choose to return to the non-physical in any form, it'll be the perfect way. It'll be the perfect way for the family to leave behind. It'll be the perfect experience for me. It'll be an easy effortless experience as long as I'm not in resistance. But if you're in fear of death, you're going to make the death experience more difficult than it has to be. The birth experience is the difficult part. Imagine being a non-physical being full of energy and limitlessness, and you can move around from anywhere and you're expansive. And then you got to fit yourself into this little embryo and sit in that womb for a few months and then try to pop out into a stark, bright, cold reality that is screaming at every sense that you have available to you, and then you have no idea of what's going on. You forget who you are, all those things. That's the hard part. The transition to the non-physical is easy and effortless as long as you're not in resistance to it. If you're perceiving that this is wrong and bad and horrible and should never happen and you are playing it safe, then you're going to miss out on the expansive experience that you intended prior to your birth. So like every limiting belief, it's only limiting if it limits you from acting on inspiration. Now, if you can mitigate that fear by incorporating some device and still take the action, then it doesn't matter how limiting the fear is. For instance, you will never jump out of an airplane due to that fear of death. 
But if you're inspired to jump out of an airplane, you might incorporate the device of a parachute, and this allows you to do what you're inspired to do while mitigating the fear of death. Does it eliminate it completely? No, there's still the potential that the parachute doesn't open. But you can analyze the probabilities and look at all those who jump out of airplanes all the time and say, I can use this device to push past my fear to jump out of this airplane. Well, the same can be done with every single limiting belief that you have. Whenever you're inspired to do anything and you have some limiting belief, if you can't push past that fear, well, you can incorporate some device that will allow you to do it. Some of the devices are easy because you can research things. You can say, is there really a problem in this country? How often are people getting hijacked and killed and robbed? Is it really that big of a deal? There's a, several million people living in Mexico City. Are hundreds of thousands of them being shot on the streets every day? Or is this just propaganda by those living in fear? And since I am an expression of love and my vibration is only bringing me experiences that will be of benefit to me, is it likely that a death experience in a far-off land is for my benefit? Or is that just a fear propagated by other people living in fear? That's all you have to say with any limiting belief. Great. Thank you. Excellent. Who's next? I'd like to go. Jim. Hello. So you very rarely make predictions, but every once in a while, you'll sneak one in there. And if you listen closely, you can hear them. And it lets me know that you know more than you let on. And you generalize things for the group. So we all get something out of it. <clears throat> what I'm referring to is back in the fall, in one of the questions I asked, you said, as you become more authentic, you will raise your vibration and you will attract new people into your life. And you, don't, you won't understand why they're there at first, but you will come to know that. And uh, that's coming true. It's coming true now. And um, shout out to Tammy to be fully vulnerable here. The people that are coming into my life and one specific person might disrupt my marriage. And I am judging myself as good and bad trying to find my way through this. So help me, please. Well, that was not a prediction. That was just universal law. Anyone who's raising their vibration and becoming more authentic is going to attract newer people, new experience, and more love and joy and fun and ease and abundance and freedom into their life. Those living in fear are limiting that natural movement towards all these things that they want because they can't receive the inspiration and push past the fear to become more authentic. They want to maintain that inauthentic persona in order to control people's opinions of them and to control their current conditions because they have a fear of loss. So imagine that you knew exactly what was going to happen when you became more authentic. It was going to change things. You don't know how it's going to change things, but you certainly know that things will change because you're moving from limitation to limitlessness. You're somewhere on that journey. You've raised your vibration and you're moving out of the dense limitations that you apply to yourself. 
So if you're living in fear, you're not really doing anything. You're not really acting on inspiration. You're not really exploring who you are. You're acting on urges. You're trying to hold together this reality that you think is the best that you can get or is at least giving you some semblance of love and like from other people. But it's highly limited. You start to see yourself from a higher perspective. You start to see yourself as the creator of your reality. You start to realize that all your limitations are self-imposed. You start to realize that you have all these limiting beliefs. Then you do the work to process those limiting beliefs. And you realize the whole time that you were never being authentic. You were just maintaining this persona because this is what you were taught based on your mental construct. So now you let that go. You let go of the worry and the doubt and the fear and the need to control and and you care less about what other people think of you and more about what you feel and what you want, and what you desire and what's interesting to you. This is a new perception of reality based in more truth and more love. As you see yourself from a higher perspective, your vibration raises and you have to attract a new reality. It is law. It can't be done otherwise. Your old reality was attracted based on your limited perspective of yourself, and your new reality is attracted based on this higher perception of yourself. So as you move out of the illusion into the truth, you have to attract more people who resonate with you, more people who are aligned with you, more people who have a similar vibration as you, more people who made the agreement that I will meet up with you when you raise your vibration. Until then, you will never understand me. You will never recognize who I am. You will never resonate with anything I have to say. You will think I'm a nut or a cuckoo or living some fairy tale. But when you see that, oh, no, no, you were living in limitation. They were living in freedom and abundance. You were trying to eke out a living and effort and struggle and get people to respect you and try to create some status and some security and all these things based on this mental construct of what you were taught to believe in your youth and your society and all that. These outliers here who are having a lot of fun and enjoying life and not paying attention to the rules and, and choosing what they want to believe based on their resonance with that and are also seeing themselves from the higher perspective now link up to you. It's law. It cannot be otherwise. That's no prediction whatsoever. We didn't say that you will do it by a certain time. We said, when you do do it, this is what will happen. We didn't predict anything. Because can you imagine the interaction between you and everyone else on this call? Everyone else who's listening to this call at a later date. All of you are existing at this high vibrational state. There is so much energy going on within all of you. All kinds of possibilities are available to you. And so some of you are starting podcasts and some of you are writing things and some of you are creating these interesting things that will be of appeal to others like you when they arrive. So now you can say, what about the rest of the population? What about all those people there? Well, there are millions of them waiting to meet you too, waiting to rise up out of their limitations so that they can be on the same level as you are, Jim. When they come, you'll recognize them before they recognize you. So all of those who are existing in a higher vibration, when you first came on, could recognize that you're on your way. We could recognize it. They could recognize it. We said as soon as you dropped your limitations and as soon as you saw yourself from a higher perspective, you would rise out of that and become a vibrational match to others vibrating at your level. It's law. When you come out of your need to be a certain way to gain the approval of others, 
you will get more abundance, more freedom. You'll rise more and more things will happen. And it doesn't mean that you'll lose anything. It doesn't mean that you'll change anything unless you see it as the next logical step. You don't have to do anything. You can stay exactly as you are. You can maintain all of this while being authentic. It's your fear and the fear of many of you that as you become authentic, those who knew you as the inauthentic version would not appreciate the authentic version and that's simply not true. All of those who came with you in this journey of self-discovery came to support you just like every cell in your body. And they said, I will play my role so that you can be moved along your journey of self-discovery. When you discover who I am, then our agreement is fulfilled. And when you can accept others in your life right now unconditionally, when you can love them unconditionally, that agreement is fulfilled and you let them off the hook. That may lead to them completely accepting you as the authentic version or going off on some other journey. Whatever it is, this was all designed by you in advance. You said, once you help me discover who I truly am, I will accept you and love you unconditionally. Whether you do or not doesn't matter. But then our agreement is completed. I will love you unconditionally, which means you will support them unconditionally. You will be there for them unconditionally. You will, you will be in their lives as much as they will allow you to. And then whatever's next for them will happen. But because they chose you, because they're in your life, the logical thing is that they will come to a new level of awareness themselves and they'll make choices based on this higher vibrational state that you've allowed them to get to. You're creating all of this. You're not going to lose any of it. Your perception that you could lose any of it right now is just limited. It's just coming from the victim. You still have the remnants of the victim in there. Once you get over that to understanding that you're the creator, then you can just let it happen. Whatever's happening, it'll be obvious to you in every form. It'll be so obvious to you. And it doesn't mean that you have to get a divorce or change things up or stay married or any of these things because you'll know exactly what to do. You'll receive the inspiration. What you can do is understand that everything's working out perfectly and that when the time comes, in neutrality, as you give up your fear of loss and your preferences and your desires that were based in fear, you can reach this zero choice point and you will be given extremely noticeable, accurate, clear inspiration. And you'll be ready to take whatever action there is. And you will have every facility within you to choose that action, to take that action. And those in your life, because you're acting on inspiration, will benefit from it. It will be of benefit to them. It will never be a disservice to anyone in your life. You can never let anyone down. They may initially be frustrated or be upset or play the role of the victim themselves, but over a little period of time, they will get back into alignment and they will see it was the right choice. Whatever that choice was, they will see it as right. They will eventually understand that it was right because you stopped your conflict with them. Right now, you exist with all those people in your life. From a limited perspective, you are in conflict with them, wishing they were different than they are, wishing you were different than you are, wishing your life was different. That's this conflict that's always going on based in fear. You can't even know what the difference is because you have no real examples of it. You only know that the life that you're living and the work that you're doing and the family that you're in and the society that you're in is based in fear. And there's conflict because 
there is an authentic version of you waiting to come out and an inauthentic version of you holding on to what is in your life right now. That conflict will dissolve once you become authentic and understand who you are. That's the law of the system. So there is no prediction in it. Everyone up here knows exactly what's happening. Thank you. Excellent. Who's next? Josh. Can I go? Race. Yes. I have a kind of a perplexing thing. Uh, over the last six months, my hip is deteriorated. Has a arthritic parts to it. And I went into the kind of the victim mode for a while. So I said, okay, in the last maybe 50 days, I said, I could change this if I just get myself out of that victim mentality and back to being the creator. So over the last three, four weeks, uh, it's really accelerated to where now I feel like I'm more aligned than I've ever been. My hip is feeling better, but I've tried to do research and information as we talked about to fill in gaps. Took on uh, monster massage guys, these sports therapy guys that drill massive pain into you. It felt good, but at the same time, and it helped, but yet uh, it's not, it doesn't last very long. I'm moving more. I'm trying to take on the inspiration to do things, but it's just, I don't know. Am I on the table here shortly or what? And what is your resistance to that, to being on the table, well, to getting a new hip? had my other hip replaced four years ago. There, I went in, came out, and 30 days later, I was moving around. So you could have had this done six months ago. Yeah. And you chose another way. What was the way that you chose? Well, I, I didn't want to really come face-to-face -face with it because I didn't like the downtime where I was sitting around doing nothing on drugs. And then I had to go through the rehab, which uh, it was difficult four years ago. I, I didn't have my balance wasn't very good. I fell over a lot. And I go, I don't want to necessarily face that again. But I've kindly finally said I can do that. I just have to kind of belly up and get it done. So on one hand, the idea came to have a hip replacement procedure. Yet, because you went through that experience, you adopted a limiting belief about it. Because the version of you who went through that experience four years ago was out of alignment with that experience and struggled and effort and, and was in resistance during the entire experience, was not having fun. Yeah, and you thought, well, that's going to happen again. Yet you don't understand that you've changed since that four years, that you are different energetically, that you can look at the rehab process and and the discomfort and the imbalance from a new perspective. You can look at it through appreciation and gratitude if you choose. Now, there's another side of you that says, well, how about I use these teachings to facilitate a brand new hip instead of the surgery part? Why don't I use this stuff to control the situation? And of course, anytime you use anything to control anything is always based in fear. If you say to yourself, well, I've got this condition, so all I'm going to do is think positively, be grateful, throw in some affirmations there, think of the positive aspects, and then it'll heal itself and I can avoid the surgery. Well, what are you doing? You're acting as a victim, trying to change the conditions, acting on urges to control things, and you're doing all this wonderful gratitude and affirmations and 
daily spiritual practice and meditation in order to affect change, but the change that you want can only be perceived as wrong from the victim perspective. So you're using all these tools from the limited perspective that you're not the creator of your reality. If you were the creator of your reality, you would snap your fingers and you'd have a brand new hip. In fact, you'd have a completely different body. In fact, you'd have a completely different life. In fact, you'd, ha you'd have a, you'd possibly be 20 years old again and you'd live in a mansion on the beach and you'd have fancy cars and jet airplanes and yachts and all these things and money in the bank. Of course, that's still the perspective of the victim. So how does one who's going through something that they really don't want, they really don't care for, they really don't prefer, they really wish it was different, how do they adopt the perspective of the creator? It's not easy, is it? Because the perspective of the creator has to be pure acceptance. Well, I got this hip issue. It's uncomfortable. I can't move around like I used to. It's not a lot of fun. How can I see this as my creation? How can I create this acceptance level in my entire vibration, in my, in my mental construct, that this is actually a very good thing? Not only would I not want to snap my fingers and change it, but I want this bad hip. I want this bad condition because it's serving me some way. How's it serving me? Well, I have to reconcile this whole idea. Trying to play this idea of victim against trying to play the idea of creator against trying to change something I think is bad against trying to accept something I think is good. But how do I accept it as good when everyone around me agrees it's bad? So I have this little conflict going on and the resolution of that conflict will be your greatest stride forward to self-discovery. <clears throat> In fact, the resolution of this inner conflict will be the greatest step you've ever taken towards higher levels of self-discovery, of higher levels of understanding the truth of this reality. So you have something going on in the body. Now, is this resistance? Let's just say it is. Let's just say over time it's resistance. Over time, there's been this mental construct, this idea in your mind that your body should be different than it is or that it should be able to do things better, that there should be some improvement on the body. And so you've carried this with you possibly since your teens. Oh, if I was stronger and faster, I could have this position in football. I could do these sports. I could show off. I could be congratulated or appreciated or accepted as the best. If only my body was a bit different. And so you pushed it and you pushed it and you pushed it. The entire time there's this inner conflict going on with your body saying, hey, race, we're here as perfect, as exactly as you designed us. This is exactly the body that you truly wanted and you're trying to make it different than it is. You've never really accepted it as it was and no human has ever really accepted their body as it was. So it's a common thing. And so over time, different things manifested in the body and then, then the hip and then the hip was actually pretty easy to fix, was actually not that big of a problem. But now, if you could do it from this perception of yourself as the creator, how could you do it? You'd have to come to a place of neutrality. 
Doesn't matter if I get a hip replacement. Doesn't matter if I get acupuncture. Doesn't matter if I get massage. Doesn't matter if it never heals. Doesn't matter if they cut it off. Doesn't matter. My life is perfect. This body will always be perfect, no matter what. I am choosing to love every cell in this body. And in this love and acceptance, you reach this zero choice point in pure neutrality. I don't have any attachment to the outcome. I no longer wish it to be different than it is. I love and accept the body as it is right now with all the aches and pains and things that are going wrong. I know it's, in, it's part of the perfection of I am, of me. And this perfection is enabling me to live this life of self-discovery more effectively than I've ever lived in any other past life, more effectively than anyone I know. It's allowing me to live this life. So you reach the zero choice point, pure neutrality, pure acceptance, releasing the attachment to all possible outcomes and inspiration hits and the inspiration will trigger a limiting belief. Oh no, I got to go through all that again. Hey, that's the inspiration. That's the inspiration. Now the inspiration isn't to walk into a hospital, pop up into a operating table and command whatever surgeons happen to be there to start cutting right now. The inspiration simply says, research this a bit. And you discover, oh, there's this new technique they have. Oh, it's not invasive. Oh, the recovery time is in half. Oh, you don't even need to be put under. Oh, you can do it at a clinic rather than at a hospital. Oh, there's just happens to be the leading surgeon in the world in this brand new technique happens to be 20 miles from me. And voila, everything worked out perfectly. But you have to get to that point of neutrality. In that point of neutrality, the inspiration comes. Thank you. Excellent. We have time for one quick question. Who would like to ask that quick question? Hello, Joshua. May I yeah. ask a question? Hi. I don't really have a question, but I would just like to share. And I, I'm just overcome with emotion because I'm just so grateful. and um, So positive emotion. Yes, very much so. Um, I was just sick a couple of days ago, just throwing up constantly. I never had it so bad before. And... There was a point in my body where, you know, I just had nothing in me, no fluid, nothing. And it just felt like every cell in my body was, was zinging. That's the word I used, but it wasn't a comfortable zing. It was very uncomfortable. And at that point I realized, you know, that every cell is independent of each other, but working together. And I thought, well, I have, I'm the creator, right? Not, not really knowing that in the moment because it sucked really bad. But just thinking, okay, I can get through this. And I told myself, this is happening for me, taking deep, slow breaths. And I was, before that, I was telling myself I was going to die. Like, this is the end. I'm going to die. Um, but I was able to get through it. And I have never felt more, more grateful for everything in my life right now. And I'm just so appreciative. And I wanted to share that. Thank you so much. So if we were to ask you two months ago. Would you like to release all trauma, all hurt, all emotional baggage, all emotional pain, all emotional suffering, all the negativity that's trapped in your body? Would you like to release that? What would you have said? Two months ago? Yes, of course. And if we were to say, well, okay, great. Well, here's the process. 
you're going to have to go through this experience where it seems like you're going to die, where it seems like it's not going to be any fun, where there's no fluid left in your body, where you're going to wish you were dead. But when you come out of it, you will know that everything's okay. You will know that everything's working out perfectly. You will know that all that stored up negative energy and emotion that was trapped in your body and was causing conflict, it's evaporated. There's nothing left anymore. For the rest of your life, you can live in pure ease and you can accept every single aspect of your entire reality. Would it be worth it? Absolutely. And so what happened? What actually happened? Did something happen to you or for you? It happened for me. And this is true of every single unwanted experience you will ever experience. It's all moving you to greater levels of love, abundance, freedom, appreciation, and acceptance. Amazing. It feels so good. Thank you so much for like being here with me and on this journey. I'm, I'm so grateful to everybody here on this call, you know, Gary, for allowing this to come through for you guys on the other end, like being here so that I can like see you and hear you and all of this stuff. It's, it's really amazing. And with that, we are complete. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Joshua. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, that was another amazing episode. Those questions were all perfectly situated for the topic today, all about the body. And I hope you got a lot out of that one. It's all about getting to the space of neutrality, where you let go of these preferences, you see yourself from the creator, you get into alignment, and then you'll receive the inspiration. That inspiration comes at this target or this area called the zero point choice, zero choice point. And from there, that divine inspiration will lead you to exactly where you want to go. Once you're on your way there, all of the side effects, all the trapped trauma in your body, all that stuff is released, and it helps you move along your journey of self-discovery, but you have to get into alignment first. And, you know, I really never knew what alignment was truly until the boot camp and the Ascension experience. There was a lot of talk about alignment, but alignment is something far more different than what you think it is. We have a new alignment course starting in a couple of weeks. Check it out at theteachingsofjoshua.com in the Ascension Experience, and you can read all about it. There's some reviews there or some feedback there. And it's really this amazing experience that we do. It takes four weeks to do it. There's four calls a week. There's daily assignments and tasks and plots and things that you do that really change your mental construct with regards to alignment. It makes it easier to get into alignment. And so check that out. Also, there's a seven-day course. You can take that as well. And uh, those are two great places to start. If you have any questions for me, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and I'll be happy to reply. So have a wonderful week and we'll see you next time.